Welcome to Between X and Z, a dad and his daughter's podcast. I'm Roger, I'm the dad, and I represent Gen X. And I'm Tori. I'm the daughter, and I'm representing Generation Z. Over here at Between X and Z Podcast, we're a one-take, no-edits podcast discussing all range of topics from religion to what's trending on Twitter. Those conversations you wish you could have with your dad, Roger and I will have them for you, and we're putting them on the internet. Settle back and grab a snack and enjoy this episode of Between X and Z. Well, hello there, listening audience. Hello there, listening audience. I know you were probably expecting Tori, but it's not Tori. It's not Tori. Wow, it is Zach. It is Zach. This Zach, is the, the brother takeover. This is the all-male episode I know, uh, between got, X and Z. Usually there's the balance of uh, <laughs> testosterone and estrogen. This time we're, we're running over We here. have a surprise bonus episode. Our lovely Tori, and really the creator and heart and soul of this podcast, is in California. Yes, she and, is out of town. Yeah, and so we are going, we thought we'd be fun for Zach and I. He's also a Gen Zer, and I'm still a Gen Xer. Yep. And we thought it would be fun to go ahead and just do another, just do a podcast, you know, father and son, and uh, instead of dad and daughter, father and son, and just kind of see where this thing goes. Yeah, change things up a little bit, give you guys a slightly different flavor. And we probably have people just tuning out left and right right now because Tori is not on the podcast. Oh, don't worry. I'll keep it plenty interesting for you guys. <laughs> but I promise you, she will be back at the next episode. So she actually is flying in tomorrow and uh, she'll have some great stories for us on our next episode. But I'm excited for this episode, Zach. Yes, it's going to be it's going to be good, I think. And I think Tori's stories... Um, whether or not they're good, she thinks they're all amazing. So you're probably going to hear all of them, the good and the bad. <laughs> oh yeah, of course we are. Absolutely. But anyway, I thought maybe we would just kind of see what's been going on and, you know, kind of what's been happening over the last week. You know, what do you, what's been going on with you, Zach? I don't know. Usually this is like what the tea time with Tori section. Dad wanted to do like Z time with Z Zach. And I was like, are we trying to put people to sleep here? So I think we maybe settled on tea time with Z. Um, but yeah, so uh, not much has been going on with me here recently. I'm kind of uh, juggling work and college and trying to find some time for fun in between all of that. So uh, over the past weekend, uh, me and a buddy of mine, we went rock climbing for the first time. And uh, I've kind of been taking some first steps into uh, kind of a more fitness lifestyle. So I was like, you know what? I've been killing this thing so far. I'm doing great. I'm getting into the gym. Rock climbing, ton of fun. How hard could it be? I could not have been more incorrect. Let me tell you, I could not have been more wrong. Rock climbing is incredibly difficult, and anybody that tells you otherwise is lying to your face. Oh my goodness. When I tell you, my forearms <laughs> ached and ached and ached, and I still, like, holding things is still a struggle, like, two days later. So, so... So you didn't not you went to an actual gym that has rock climbing on the inside? Yes. You so didn't there's... you didn't like go cuz we're here in the Midwest and so you'd have to travel to find some actual rocks to climb, right? Yes, yes you would. Um so I went to an indoor gym. There are two three different kinds of rock climbing that are primarily done. There's the outside rock climbing, which I think a lot of people are maybe more familiar with. Okay. There are, is larger indoor 
climbing, which is done with a rope and a harness that's called lead climbing. Okay. Um, and so you kind of get strapped in and you have a person at the bottom and then you climb up. And as you climb up, you clip in to like little safety harness like right. points. And then there's what I went and did, which is called bouldering, which is you have a small 10 to 12 bouldering? foot. Bouldering. Bouldering. Okay. Yes. Um, it's a small 10 to 12 foot wall and you have different routes that you climb up. Usually they're color coordinated to show like the difficulty of those routes. Um, they go all the way up to a difficulty level 14. Uh, I barely made it past two for a frame of reference. <laughs> it was quite challenging. Wow. But, well, uh, that that's interesting and uh, not something a Gen Xer like me is ever going to do. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. My days of rock climbing ended in the 80s. Yeah? When I used to climb something called trees. I was going to say, did they even begin? <laughs> no, it was. we had trees that we climbed back in my day. Yes. But because uh, there were no rocks to climb, I guess there's a couple places in the southern part of our state where you can rock climb still. So. Leave it to Gen X to take something in nature and build it inside in the air conditioning yeah. for us to do. It's probably my generation that has <laughs> given you the sport yes. of rock climbing. Undoubtedly so, yes. <laughs> As we are responsible for most good things in the world, I must okay. say. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so I've had a pretty good week and missing my girl, missing Tori. Uh, she's had some adventures out in Cali, riding those circuits, and so we're going to hear about all those next week. But uh, yeah, we 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 you know we had a little apartment adventure with her fiance, got him all moved in, and uh, then she, we put her on a plane and she took off to California, and it's been different. It's been a different week with her across the country. So it has, uh, yeah. But anyway, I think we need to do a Rogers rant. Uh, yes, I am I am totally ready for this. And this will lead us into the subject of this podcast. Look at this you week. like planning episodes out and I'm everything. You, I'm, I'm so proud of I'm you. I'm telling you, it's You're killing it. So I am a huge Formula One race fan. I and I got hooked about three years ago on Formula One watching the Netflix series Drive to Survive. If you have Netflix, it's so worth your to watch this series, right? And so we started watching. We literally subscribed to the F1 TV package. And so we watch all the races. We watch all all 22 races. We're going to watch every one of them. If they're not if they're playing in the morning, they usually race on Sunday. Well, they always race on Sunday. <laughs> but if they're playing in the morning during church, we just have them on DVR in the app. You know, you just go back. DVR. And, oh it's not goodness. DVR. It's just in the app. What What, what is your generation? Your gray hair showing their what, dad. <laughs> what, is your, what does your generation call it? It'd be VOD. VOD. Uh, video on demand. Video on demand. And so we watch them in, so we'll watch them in the afternoons. And I love, and, and that's going to lead us into our topic about why I love European sports in general. But they come to America Two times a year. Once they came into Miami earlier in February, and in September, October, and the fall, they're going to come to Austin, Texas. Next year, they're actually going to come three times to the United States. But let me tell you something. The American coverage of F1 is flipping ridiculous. <laughs> it is so over the top and bad. They had some yahoo in a cowboy hat out there interviewing these guys. And and his go-to move was to say that a boy and punch him in the side when he when he was done interviewing him. It was just 
Oh, everything about it was just terrible. And and I literally it made me discover that I actually have an international feed on my app and we have not had to listen to the American feed ever since that. They've not point. gone back. Oh, the international feed is so much better. And that leads me, it leads me into why I love European sports, I think, better than American sports. Yeah. Now, I've been a huge American sports fan my whole life. Baseball, basketball, football, golf, tennis, love, love it all, you know. But as I've gotten older, I've kind of trimmed away from the sports and gotten into other things, other hobbies, other interests. For the sake of discussion, never was a big NASCAR fan. So I just so you know that, just not into NASCAR. Nothing wrong with it. It's just not my cup of tea, right? Yeah. Not something that interests me. Absolutely. But I fall in love with F1. Mm-hmm. And what was I going with? Oh, why I like European <laughs> sports better. There okay. And so let's just start with F1. Then we'll talk about rugby for just a minute. And then we can talk golf or whatever else we want to talk about. But just taking F1 as an example. Okay. So Lewis Hamilton has been a seven-time world champion in F1. This is the, I can sum up the whole reason of why I like European sports better. Or no, no, no. Let me say it this way. I like TV coverage of mm. European sports better okay, okay. than American that, that TV That is an important coverage. distinction. Yeah. That is an impo- that's the biggest distinction. Okay. It's not that I think European sports are so much better as a whole, as the okay. sport themselves. Sure. I just think the TV coverage is way better in European sports. So Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion, okay? It's kind of like when Michael Jordan went on his run and won six championships, okay, in eight years, something sure. crazy like that, right? He's the best the sport has ever seen, in my opinion, Except right? Except for maybe there's one other driver that might even yeah. come close yep. to comparing. Yeah, absolutely. And that would be Schumacher, yes, right? Yes, Michael Schumacher. Yeah, Michael Schumacher. You know, he won he was a he was a seven time as well. Yes. Yeah. But he, he didn't win seven in a row and he also hasn't won nearly the other stuff that, that right. Hamilton. He doesn't have won. the same accolades, right. absolutely. Exactly. But this year, Formula One switched and went to a new car. And Lewis Hamilton has really struggled. He's always mm-hmm. been, he's went from dominating the sport. Literally almost untouchable. Untouchable. Would have six, seven yes. races left in a season. Yes. And would have so many points that he could just not race and still win. Yes. To like finishing consistently at the beginning of the year, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, sometimes even lower. Yeah. Okay. Out of the, out of the, right. Out of contention entirely. If if America was covering, if this was an American sport and it was covered by American television, Zach, the, t- the, 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 the sports news cycle would be losing their flipping minds they would have about Lewis insane. Hamilton. They would be, the barrage of questions, what's going on? Has he lost it? Has he lost his touch? Is it yeah. just the car? What's they would be flipping, going crazy, and mm-hmm. every question would be, why aren't you there? Why aren't you back? Why aren't you there? Mm-hmm. But instead, you know how? Do you know how F1 TV handles it? Yep. Do you know how the FI? You know how they handle Sky Sports handles it? They just realize he's in a car that's not as good. It hasn't come up to snuff yet, so it's okay. He's still racing good, doing well. And he'll get there eventually if the car gets better. Yeah. And that was the end of the discussion. Yeah, I, I don't think since maybe the first... So Dad and I watch this together, obviously. Um, but uh, I shouldn't say obviously, but we do. We watch this uh, every every week. But uh, I think one of the things that is, is 
like dad was kind of getting at that is so wildly different is since maybe the second or third race of the season, I don't think we've even heard mention of like Lewis Hamilton's prestige has not come into question. Not at all. As it would have with an American athlete. You yes. Know? Yes. Um, if, if Michael Jordan, for example, would have had something like this happen, it would have been, he's washed up. He's not going to be competitive anymore that he might as well transfer to another team. Yes. I mean, everything, you know, his career is over. He's peaked in Hamilton. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's having a bad year. They, he's got a good team. He's going to come around. Just using F1, Formula One racing, as the as our example, because it's sure. the sport I'm most passionate about, okay? They celebrate people finishing ninth, 10th, 7th, 6th. They celebrate people who finish in those places. Yeah. There are and, teams and, that work the yeah, whole year to finish and, like and, that. In America, you know, it's the old, the old days of thunder, uh, uh, Ricky Bobby, you know, uh, ever you know, second place is the first loser. You know, in America, mm-hmm. it's either you're the champion, and then everything else is is lackluster. Yeah. Everything else is a failure. Everything in F one, Formula One, you get you score points by finishing in the top ten. Yes. So when a racer who consistently is thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, busts into the top ten and scores like ninth, eighth, seventh. They the the media applauds him mm-hmm. and he's excited. Their team celebrates. The fans are happy for them. Yeah. And guess what? For the most point, the other drivers are happy for them. Yeah. You know. Now, now, Formula One is like any other sport. That the the drivers yes. get heated. They get mad at each other. Mm-hmm. There's politics. There's there's way too much money in it. All the other trappings are there. It's not like it's this purest, clean sport that is just so, you know, and everybody's. But I will say this. I love European coverage, television coverage of their sports. It's much more laid back. They celebrate in a much wider situation. A lot of the diversity issues they just embrace and then they move on and it become doesn't become this big politicized thing mm-hmm. i mean it, it, they just do it so much better in my opinion yeah. i think um another this is maybe for for formula 1 specifically but one of the things that is also um something to keep in mind is these drivers <laughs> recognize we are one of 20 people in the entire world that right. can race at the level that we can race. There yeah. are there are twenty other people in this enti- on the entire planet that have the exact position that we're in, and because of that, there is a camaraderie that is uncommon in a lot of right. American sports because they are such large entities. Is there a sport in the world that is more exclusive than F one? That would be a great question. Think about it. It's hard for me to think of NBA. One. There's way more people that play NBA. Yeah. I mean, what sport has 20 participants? That's it. And that's it. That's it. NASCAR can't say that. They have way more drivers. You and they, know? Have, they even have like rotating drivers. You know, some right. drivers will only come on the yeah. scene for two, three years and disappear. I mean, one of the longest standing Formula One drivers, Alonzo, I mean, he, Fernando Alonso has been in the sport for 12 years. Or something crazy, ridiculous like that. Oh yeah, longer than that, like twenty plus years. Right. Yeah. And he's still in contention for points. He's yeah. he's still because he's just now, that good. Now I don't want to. I know we're probably driving our audience crazy <laughs> about all this Formula One talk, right? 
Uh, but anyway, I, I do also want to mention another thing that I like about America or about European sports, and I'll use rugby as an example. Sure. In rugby, this is what I love about the sport. It's the same way in in their in their uh, football. Their so- what we would call Americans would call soccer. It truly should be called football. Yes. But in in European football, it's the same way as in rugby. If you finish last in the league, your team is demoted to the next level down below it. And the champion of the league below you gets promoted into that top tier league. What a concept. What an amazing... We should... Can you imagine if they did that in football and in baseball and in basketball? Well, we don't have all these club sports. You know, we have D-League for basketball and everything. But like, you know, even in baseball, what if... The last place team in baseball had to go down, and the Triple A club got to come up and yeah. play. Well, I I, I think it, it also <laughs> drives at the point that a lot of American sports now, um, even it's starting to trickle down to the college sports as well. But the only thing that the professionals play for anymore is the end of the season. You know, the only thing right. that matters is the the Super Bowl for for football or. Right. Or, or what have you. You know, it, it's the, the World Series. That's the only thing that matters for baseball. Whereas if you have something like the, the football, European football breakdown of, no, every game matters. If you, if you place at the bottom, that's it, you know? Yeah. And with that go all of your sponsors and things like that. It's, it's a truly cr- crushing blow that forces them to have to, to care and want it every single time they step out onto the game. Right. Whereas a, a basketball player who has a hundred and some games in his season can just take 20 of them off because, you know, he's injured or he needs to take care of something. Well, those are important reasons. If, if that were to happen for a major player in a, on a European sports team, sure. especially for rugby, where you could be demoted down, I mean, that's almost unquestionable, you know? Why would you sit out that long when you could be helping your team to try to stop from being yeah. cast down into a, yeah. into a lower division? And, and I and I used to hear this all the time, and I'm gonna kind of kind of start to wrap up our sports talk. But anyway, <laughs> I used to hear this all the time: the greatest athletes in the world play American sports. The greatest athletes play basketball on the planet. The greatest athletes on the planet play football. I could not disagree more. And, and I'm telling you, right, if you watched a season of rugby, if you watched a se- season of, of football, uh, Premier Premier League football, incredible athletes incredible athletes some of the most gifted athletes you'll ever see play these sports for hardly at least in rugby's case hardly any acclaim these guys make i mean the top players in the world in rugby might make eight hundred thousand to a million dollars a year and that's the top elite like the top one percent most of these guys are playing for 50k a year 60k a year it's one of those things where they they play rugby when it's rugby season, and then they go get a job yeah. when it's not rugby season. Yeah, because it's a club sport. See, yes. the, the difference between European sports and American sports is they're really into the club sports club sure. level. Now, we have all that here. We have cricket in, in America. We have rugby in America. We have football or what we, we call soccer in America. But we don't really embrace the club nature that Europe does. You know, it's mm-hmm. just done totally differently. But yeah. anyway, 
<sighs> I know this clearly is, we could go on for this a while is, about this is sports. totally totally a subject I knew I would never get a chance to talk about <laughs> unless Tori was not on the podcast <laughs> gotta get him in while we can dad <laughs> absolutely well as we start to wrap up this week's episode Zach I thought we might kind of end with this kind of a thought okay sure so what do you think as a as a young young adult man okay sure. and Gen Z or man and I'm a Gen X man. I'm a dad. You're a son. Mm-hmm. I asked Tori this on the podcast. What do you think is one or two things that you wish Gen X men would recognize or know about Gen Z young young men, young adults? Sure. What, what is something, I'll give you a chance to kind of formulate your thoughts here. But what is one or two things that you just wish, like, let's just say you have the whole podcast audience to speak to now. A lot, there are a lot of Gen X men that listen to this because I'm a dad and they relate to dads and daughters, but we're talking about fathers and sons now, right? Dads and their sons. So what is, what is maybe one or two things that you wish that Gen X dads or older men knew or understood about, about your generation? Um, so I'd like to preface by saying that, um, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking from a, a dad perspective. I'm just not at that stage of my life. And so there, there aren't a lot of like time, there's not a lot of time that I've spent thinking about this. Um, but kind of as you, as you pose the question, um, my initial thought was, um, I'd like, I'd like to, to put out there that we are the same young men that you once were going through the same struggles, the same issues. It's just our sick circumstances look a lot different, you know, mm, where, where once, um, my dad would have been at my age would have been getting married, um, getting a car, moving out of the house and, and, and finding an apartment. We're doing those same things, but it looks different. You know, I'm still trying to finish college while also looking for a place to get an apartment and, and right. how do I how do I fit in in the world? You know, it's the same question that I know a lot of men my age and even older would have of where do I fit in in the world and how do I contribute in a meaningful way? We still have those same questions. It may look different and the times might look different and the, the methods for doing those things might look different, but we still have those same questions wow. and struggles yeah. and issues, you know? Um it's not going to look the same as it did in 1980, 1990 of trying sure. to, to yeah. figure those things out. We have the internet now, which is a complete game changer for the world oh, yeah. as a whole. Um, dating in your 20s looks totally different. Sure. Um, all of these, you, you don't go to country clubs aren't as much of a thing for young gentlemen anymore, you know? It's kind of you and some buddies go and hang out. Right. Um, which may have been the, the case in, in back in the in those times. I don't. Quite yeah, know, I didn't but... really do the whole country club thing myself. <laughs> you know, it was me and my buddies hung out. Sure. But our version of hang out was a, probably a lot different in some ways. But it's still we still needed that same hangout kind of space. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's that's kind of my thing is um, it may look different and. Um, to you dads out there, if your son is doing something that doesn't quite look the same and he calls it socialization, um, as you did when you were socializing as a kid, it is still socialization. <laughs> it's different and it comes in a totally different form. I know I'm a gamer. A lot of me and my buddies will sit down late into the night and we'll play first person shooters or, and we'll just get on discord. Uh, some of you young people might know what I'm talking about, but we'll get on some kind hey, of like some of us call. older guys know what discord <laughs> is too. Um, we just don't use it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but we'll get on a voice call and we'll just we'll talk for two or three hours as we're playing a game playing a game across like the internet with each other, which is not something that could have happened until right ten years ago, you know. Yeah. So it's it's totally different, but we're going through the same steps and processes. It Excellent. Just, it looks different. Yeah. So as we wrap this up, I, I have a question for you. Then I have I have a comment. And I want to speak to it as well. Is what's the one piece of advice you would give your fellow Gen uh, Zers? You know, at, at this stage in their life, what's what's something describing how your situation is different? What's one piece of advice you would give to them for those that might be listening? All right, well, step one, I'd go looking for advice. But uh, if I have to be giving the advice, um, it would be be kind to yourself. And what I mean by that is um, you don't have to be soft or weak on yourself. I know those are terms that are very looked down upon as a man. Um, but there there are times for for just kind of taking a step back and realizing, you know what? It's okay if I don't get it right the first time. It's okay if I don't get it right the second or third time. Um, I'm I'm not a failure if 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 I misstep and I have to take a step backwards, and what looks like progress is now being taken away. You have not failed. Your path just looks a little bit different now, um, and maybe that's just my my perspective because sure. I had a lot of those kind of setbacks um, as as I started to adventure out into uh, young adulthood. But as we all have, even I did in my time. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I think the the biggest piece of advice is. Um, give yourself some time, be kind to yourself. Um, it's, it's, it's okay to push yourself and want to do better. That's great. That's, that's the thing that takes you far in life. But at the same time, you've got to realize, you know, I don't have to be perfect all the time. I don't have to get it right. Quote unquote, every single time. Sometimes it's okay to mess up and make mistakes. And that's what picking yourself up and, and moving forward is all about. Awesome. Well, Zach, a lot of the advice you gave was what I was going to give as well. From a Gen X perspective, th- let me just add one uh, one more element from someone who's walked in the shoes that you're now trying to walk in, right? Please. And that's simply this. Just know that you do have what it takes to find your path in life. Because one of the great questions you're going to face as you venture into adulthood and, and trying to, to do this thing called life is... Do I really have what it takes to do this? Am I really going to be able to do this? And my answer is yes. Your path may be different than mine. Your path may, you know, it take you to a different direction or a different place. But I promise you, you do have what it takes to to do this thing called life. So, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I wanted to just uh, kind of leave on that positive note. Anything else, Zach? Um. No, I don't think so. Um, I just one other small little thing. Um, so speaking to to the people my age, um, your time with your parents is important. Um, it it, it really really is. Uh, if you think about it, so I'm 21, and if I look at my five year plan, which I know is a big used to be a big thing, if I look at my <laughs> five year plan, I'd like to be out of the house, living on my own, a stable job, maybe some kind of relationship, you know. I'm I the time that I have now with my parents where I see them on a daily basis will not be a forever thing. Right. You know? you, yeah. You 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 I and I, I really want to emphasize that. I don't know if that's something Tori said in the past, but you have days tick by. You have a certain number number of days, number of, of times, and it is really important to capitalize on those. Um 
And you don't have to do it every day and you don't have to feel bad if you don't do it every day. But there are also times where you can intentionally take the step of, yeah, I want to hang out with my parents. Sometimes they drive me nuts, but like, <laughs> I'm not going to get that opportunity on a sure. daily basis in the future. That's good. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Between X and Z, a dad and his son's podcast Indeed. this week, right? Next week, Tori will be with us and uh, she'll give us all the, the tea from her time in Cali. Uh, you guys have a great one. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If you're listening to this, that means that you survived another episode of Between X and yes, Z Podcast. We are made so it. proud of you. We are proud of you. Very proud. Go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms at Between X and Z Pod. And for business inquiries, you can email us at Between X and Z Pod at gmail.com. Awesome. I love all that Between X and Z what is between X and Z? It's the wise of life, Dad. We'll see you next week.